It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, which today is presented by Manscaped. Look, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I may have had a couple of incidents keeping things trim. I may have had a nick here or two in the past. I think all of us have had that. You need to keep that area manscaped for a bunch of different reasons. One of which is it just looks a lot better. It's cleaner and it makes you know what look bigger and better. Which is why I highly recommend you check out Manscaped. Look, it's very, very important that you'll find the electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0. It's waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your pumpkins, if you will, Halloween time. You can also create less mess by actually doing it in the shower. Waterproof. Get it? So I don't care who you're going to be for Halloween. Chewbacca, Bigfoot. I'm actually going to be Maui from Moana. At any rate, you need to trim, guys. You need to manscape. Get 20% off. Plus free shipping with the code FEAST at manscaped.com. 20% off plus free shipping with the code FEAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping for something that you need to do anyway. Manscaped.com. Make sure you use the code FEAST. Stay sexy this Halloween. Your boys, your balls, they will thank you. He is Joe Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker. No other way to really transition that, Joe. Sorry. Most of you don't already listen to episode number one. He's at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. We've got a bunch of podcasts for you over at RossTucker.com. And we're giving away another free Madden this week on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Let's finish this thing up, Joe. All right, Joe, I am fired up for episode number two. We get to the late games, and we start with a couple of disappointing teams, the Chargers and the Titans. Titans made the quarterback change from Mariota to Tannehill, so I guess we'll start there. Curious to get your thoughts on that. I want to really see this team in action uh, with Tannehill as the starter before I go jumping off of rooftops to play Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Um, But... uh, Ross, at this point, I have to tell you, this is an upgrade. Marcus Mariota is so shook right now. He has no idea what he's looking at. And and on top of everything, you could see it on you could see it on throws to the sidelines last week when Tannehill came in the game. Tannehill just has a way better arm than Mariota at this point. It's and I think this is going to help Corey Davis and and uh, AJ Brown. Uh, their offense was not helping Mariota. The offensive line was not helping Mariota. This is not a zero-sum game. It doesn't mean that it's one guy and nobody else is to blame. I'm not saying that. But the Titans needed to go away from Mariota, who, I mean, for my money, might might be the single worst starting quarterback in the NFL this year. Um, at maybe Baker Mayfield 
Whether you consider Josh Rosen a starter, I'm not sure. But of guys who came into the year expecting to be one of the starters, Mariota was as bad as it gets. He has no idea what he's looking at. He's taking too many sacks. Uh, He finally turned the ball over, which is the one thing he was doing uh, positively. But the Titans, I just think, oh boy, it, it was so, so bad that they needed to make this switch. Now, for the Chargers, they are getting gashed on the ground and that's why I think this is a really good Derrick Henry game Derrick Henry coming off of an abysmal game last week for the Titans I think this is a week for Derrick Henry to get going the Chargers were eaten alive the last couple weeks Philip Lindsay and then how about Benny Snell on Sunday night football just running it down their throats with James Conner dinged up I think this is a great week for Derrick Henry. Of all the players on the Titans that I'm playing, he's the guy I'm focusing on. And I want to see Ryan Tannehill and see his target distribution as the starter before I really go out of my way to play anybody else. Okay. Yeah, I think that probably uh, makes some sense. What about on the other side for the Chargers who are feeding it to Gordon? They're just not getting a lot. Yeah, this is exactly uh, what I feared. This is what I feared, uh, and, and I, again, I'm on team pay running backs mostly because I think these guys should just get paid for the beating they take, but the Chargers have been force-feeding the ball to Melvin Gordon and are averaging under like three yards per play when they do so, and they are taking Austin Eckler off the field, and it doesn't make sense to me. It, it just doesn't make sense. There is a role here for Melvin Gordon, but it is not uh, to be pounding into the middle of the line of scrimmage at the expense of Austin Eckler, who was one of the best running backs in football over the first four weeks of the season. They have got to figure out that they need to go away from that. Um, uh, now, I think Gordon in this game, potential low-scoring game, they're going to view this as another opportunity to get him going. I think that would be a mistake. And because of that, I have both Gordon and Eckler as low-end RB2s this week. Not really a great spot for Phillip Rivers as well. This Tennessee defense is for real. It is a legitimately good defense. And as I mentioned on on the the previous podcast, this is a great week for quarterbacks. So I don't think you need to reach to go after Phillip Rivers. They need to get Keenan Allen going. I don't know what's happened the last couple of weeks. I think you still have to roll with him and Hunter Henry. He was the rose that grew from concrete here uh, last week. Two touchdowns in his return at the tight end position. You absolutely need to play this guy. He has a higher ceiling than just about everyone at the position. Hunter Henry is the guy I think you must play from the Chargers this week. Love it. All right. How about I'm fascinated by this game. It's the Ravens at the Seahawks. Let's start with the Ravens where they are clearly not afraid to have Lamar Jackson run the rock. 150 rushing yards and – and Ross, this this just goes to show you exactly uh, how dangerous he is for fantasy with his rushing. And now, now I don't think Lamar threw the ball poorly last week by any stretch of the imagination. I actually thought he threw it pretty well, but he didn't really have a lot of production through the air. Remember, he didn't have Hollywood Brown, who, by the way, we're recording this on Wednesday, is not practicing on Wednesday. So keep that in mind. But Lamar Jackson would have been a top 10 quarterback last week if he didn't throw a pass. 
He had 152 rushing yards and a touchdown. So this just goes to show you his unbelievable upside. Lamar Jackson locked in each and every. I don't know how I could rank him below three at quarterback in any given week at this stage. I ranked him too low heading into the season. I've already fully admitted that. Uh, I just I just underestimated just how much he would run. Um, and he hasn't gotten hurt yet, which is a phenomenal development. So Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Mark Ingram. These are your three Ravens. You play them all every week. And if Hollywood Brown's out there, you can play him too. You just have to keep an eye on his status. Everybody else you could just ignore from this team. Um, Then let's get to the other side for the Seahawks where Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, they're, they're just a fun team. Uh, yeah, they are extremely fun. Now, the Ravens have ha- have been very exploitable defensively, though, and that's uncommon for them. But they've been uh, they've had some problems on that side of the football, and that's why they went out and they traded for Marcus Peters. Uh, essentially, uh, as we talked about earlier on the podcast, Ross, uh, on yesterday's podcast, a uh, uh, a salary dump by the Rams so they could fit Jalen Ramsey in. Uh, who knows if that was a smart move by the Rams, but I know it was a pretty smart move by the Ravens to go get Marcus Peters to help them shore things up on the back end. That's going to hurt DK Metcalf um, uh, more than anything else. Uh, now, Marcus Peters and and Marlon Humphrey these are two really good uh, these are two really good corners uh, for them. But Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett out of the slot, I think, are going to be really interesting DFS plays this week. I have a uh, I have Russell Wilson ranked at number two this week at uh at quarterback Tyler Lockett down at number fourteen at wide receiver so it's obviously a really good stack for those two guys in DFS and then uh, Chris Carson awesome game last week he's been awesome ever since he stopped his fumbling problems and CJ Procise fumbled last week the Ravens are giving up over five yards per carry this is a great spot for Chris Carson another. DFS guy, and I would be starting a lot of lineups. Maybe I maybe I want to avoid the Leonard Fournette chalk because Leonard Fournette is going to be super popular this week. I have Chris Carson number four at running back this week. It's a great spot for him with the Seahawks as favorites at home. Now we got the another 425 game. They got two really good 425 games, Baltimore at Seattle and New Orleans at Chicago. Let's go to the Saints where I don't I don't like some of the news going on right now about the running back, Alvin Kamara. I uh, picked the Saints getting the points on the Even Money podcast, Joe. But the Saints just signed Zach Zenner. And I'm a little bit nervous about their running back and about Alvin Kamara um, for multiple reasons. What are your thoughts on him and the Saints run game? Yeah, so there's uh, it, there was I think it was Tom Pelissero, uh, uh who covers the NFL. I think he was a uh, I think he said it, it for Kamara it was like kind of a high ankle thing, and then there was a knee issue mixed in. Maybe the and I'm sure it's related. Um, that's not the greatest news in the world. Although I would say if if Latavius Murray is out there on your waiver wires, people go pick him up because he would get the start here, and he actually lost a touchdown to a penalty. Um, uh, 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 last week, uh, it was on a it was on a screen pass, and Michael Thomas was called for holding. So keep that in mind. He would get the start here. The problem is, it's just a brutal spot, and I wouldn't be shocked if in Chicago, with the Bears coming off a of bye, Ross, that this is the week the wheels fall off the Teddy Bridgewater train. Ooh, okay. You're and predicting now look, that. Teddy's been been more than what they've needed. 
They are undefeated with him at quarterback, at least with him as the starter. They obviously lost the game where Breeze got hurt. But uh, this is a really tough spot, and everybody's hyping up the Saints. And look, I know, I know that the Bears' offense has not been good. But at home, this is a tough spot for the Saints. I I think this is one Sean Payton wouldn't be shocked that they lost this game. Now, he's going to try everything in his power to win it. But I wouldn't be shocked that this is the week the wheels come off the Teddy train. What about uh, what else do we need to know? Does that mean no Michael Thomas? Oh no, no, I'm playing Michael Thomas. Uh, uh, they've actually the the thing about the Bears is they've given up production to top receivers. Uh, Stephon Diggs uh, got him for a hundred yards. Uh, Terry McLaurin got him for a touchdown, uh, and that's against a bad Washington team. So I would now I would not uh, by any stretch of the imagination be afraid to to play Michael Thomas. I'm playing him, and I think I can maybe take a shot on on. Um, uh, on Jared Cook, the problem is even the best tight ends have really struggled against them. Uh, they're in the Bears' last game in London. They had they held Darren Waller to 39 yards. That being said, Foster Moreau scored a touchdown. So um, I, I don't really think it's a great spot for Jared Cook either. I think it's Bridgewater. Uh, Bridgewater is useless. Um, I think it's Michael Thomas. I have to play Kamara if he plays. Uh, maybe downgrade him to an RB two. If Kamara doesn't play, I'd play Latavius Murray. But that's it for the Saints. What about the other side with the Bears? It sounds like they're optimistic Trubisky play. I don't know if that really makes a difference or not. Yeah, does being optimistic on Trubisky mean that they think he's not going to play or that he is going to play? <laughs> oh, that's a dig at Mitchell Trubisky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mitch. He seems like a nice guy. Um, the Saints have been awesome defensively. Awesome. Uh, so I really – this is not – as a matter of fact – of all the games we've talked about thus far, this is actually the least appealing for me for fantasy because I really just don't know how to how to how to pick players from the Bears or the Saints. I think the Saints, the only guy I actually feel comfortable with is Michael Thomas. And from the Bears, I don't feel comfortable with anybody because Marshawn Lattimore is going to draw Allen Robinson. David Montgomery hasn't been getting going at all. Um, the offensive line has not been good. They just put Kyle Long on IR. So there's going to be a problem there on the offensive line. Now, David Montgomery is averaging 18 touches per game over the last four, four weeks. However, he just hasn't really done so much. And against Oakland, we wanted the positive game flow. Um, but Montgomery just couldn't get going in that, in that regard either. So I would think David Montgomery and Allen Robinson are the two guys I can consider here, but Montgomery is more of a flex play and Allen Robinson's more of a high end wide receiver three, because I expect him to see Marshawn Lattimore. I'm forgetting about everybody else. So nothing else to say on the bears. Nope. That's it. Okay. Sunday night football. It's the Eagles and the Cowboys, Joe. Let's talk about it. Three and three against three and three. Both teams pretty beat up. We don't know as of when we're recording this whether or not Deshaun Jackson is going to play for the Birds. What do you got? Well, this is going to be, as you mentioned, a complete war of attrition. Uh, The Eagles are, as we know, they're just – totally crucified on the back end right now. I, I mean, the now, the good news for the Eagles is they've gotten both Jalen Mills, who hasn't played in a calendar year, and Ronald Darby back in practice. And while nobody is going to suggest that Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby are going to solve every problem that the Eagles have, 
The good news is they're actually going to have bodies in the back end. They had to bench Sidney Jones for a UDFA Craig James last week. That's how badly they're banged up on the back end. So just getting bodies there is going to give the Eagles a little bit of a boost. Uh, I would anticipate they'll probably get at least one of those two guys back. That would be good news for them. For the Cowboys, uh, they might not have Amari Cooper. He wasn't at practice on Wednesday. So if they don't have Amari Cooper, that's going to help the Eagles in a big way. Uh, for the Eagles, uh, uh, from the Eagles' perspective, the Cowboys might not have Byron Jones, who's dealing with a hamstring injury. So that's good news for Alshon Jeffrey. That's good news for Deshaun Jackson if he plays. The Cowboys just had to put, I believe, Tyrone Crawford on IR. So it's a matter of which of these teams is going to be able to withstand the injury. So it, it's just a really, really uh, brutal game. And the Cowboys, I'll be, uh, I'll be completely honest, Ross. This is a team that that's dealt. Uh, they've had pretty good injury luck the last couple of years, but it is coming back to bite them here because on both sides of the ball, the Cowboys are devastated. And the thing I would worry about for Dak Prescott against this secondary, it's not necessarily the fact that he might not have Amari Cooper. It is the fact that he might not have Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins and the Eagles. They have only really been able to shut teams down when they've rushed the passer. They have not done that successfully at all. But if the Cowboys do not have these tackles and the Eagles can get after Dak Prescott, that would be a huge boon for the Eagle defense. Again, like I said, this is a war of attrition. I just don't know which of these teams is going to be able to be, be able to weather the injuries more. And for fantasy, it really muddies up a bunch of things. It does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. Who, who who are you? I mean, even the Eagles, they got two tight ends, running backs. They throw it to Miles Sanders. They hand it to Howard. I mean, it's Miles Sanders has been their best deep threat. He has. He's been their best passing weapon. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. But if, if Byron Jones doesn't play, uh, I think it's a great Alshon spot. Uh, if Deshaun goes, uh, I'm plugging him in because the Eagles miss him so badly. They miss that deep threat. Um, I think Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are both RB3s, and I think Wentz is a low-end QB1. Oh, I totally forgot to mention, Jason Peters is going to miss this game, so Andre Dillard has to play left tackle. Now, this is exactly why the Eagles drafted Andre Dillard, but he did struggle last week, admittedly, in a tough matchup with Minnesota. So, I mean, the Eagles' offense is banged up. The Eagles' defense is banged up. The problem is the Cowboys might be more banged up on both sides of the football. Uh, and flipping over to the Cowboys... It's the toughest matchup. Uh, Ross, the Eagles have still not given up three yards or more per, per carry to a number one running back. It's unbelievable. As bad as their pass defense has been, it's as good as their run defense has been. So the Cowboys, you would think, hey, maybe we should throw the ball, but they might not have Cooper. Uh, but given the matchup, I have Michael Gallup in my top ten this week. Oh, Okay. Anything else we need to say about this game, Joe? Anybody else? I know we're going back and forth, but it's so impossible to talk about this this game without talking about the injuries that I think I've covered everything in that smorgasbord of, of, of words that I just used. But uh, the injuries are really telling the story of this game. And until before, I don't want to make definitive statements without knowing who's going to play. So maybe you can get me on Twitter uh, a little bit later in the week. But those injuries tell the story so much that it's hard to really make definitive statements. I do know, though, that I love Michael Gallup in this game. Yeah, I would. I, I, I'm with you on that one. How could you not? By the way, I don't know if you've heard of this, Joe. I like uh, you ever heard of PoleSports.com? It's kind of like you know, people don't always have access to you. They can obviously listen to the podcast, but Pole Sports 
is an online site that allows you to get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls. Poll Sports allows you to create a poll with your custom league settings and then get votes and advice from credible fantasy players answering questions such as who to start, who will win a trade, who to drop, who to pick up, etc. Once you've created a poll, each person who votes or comments has a credibility score, which is awesome. This These polls actually help you pick and make your decision as to what you want to do. Best of all, Poll Sports is completely free to use and has no paywalls of any kind. Head to PollSports.com to set up your free account and get instant advice today. That's PollSports.com. What would be the Poll Sports? What would be the poll that you would list, Joe, for the Patriots and the Jets? Is Sam Darnold the greatest quarterback of all time? Yes or no? <laughs> I love it. Well, he certainly, I mean, it was like hallelujah for Robbie Anderson. I mean, unbelievable. And the the longest play of the NFL season thus far, the longest play from scrimmage, 92 yards uh, from Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson. And look, it, it was just so evident that the Jets offense just works on another level What when Sam Darnold's out there. And how about Jamison Crowder? 26 targets in Darnold's two starts this year. And with Stefan Gilmore matching up on Bob Anderson, I am probably going to think this is a potential big game for Jamison Crowder. Um, Robbie Anderson, I think you consider him as a wide receiver three in this game. Uh, the one guy I'm interested in, Ross, and we're not going to know because we don't know if they're not going to practice till Thursday. Are the Jets going to get Chris Herndon back this week from the hamstring injury? Could be a really interesting boost to this offense that all of a sudden, with Sam Darnold, has some new life. Unfortunately for the Jets, they're facing the tough Patriots defense and really not an appealing fantasy spot for, for really anybody. Okay, what about on the other side with the Patriots? Well, let's look at the wide receivers. I want to see what, what's going on with the injuries there. Uh, Julian Edelman's been obviously in and out uh, of the lineup. Uh, he's played through the chest injury, but he's playing through pain. Josh Gordon got rolled up on last week on Thursday night, and that one just killed me because that was a great matchup for him to get going. Uh, he ended up having just one target. Uh, Philip Dorsett missed last week with a hamstring. So I want to look at see if that long break, that kind of mini buy, the Thursday, actually Thursday to Monday, that's a huge, huge break for the Patriots. Um, I, I want to see nearly two full weeks. I want to see if that uh, that mini buy is going to help any of their guys get back into action. Uh, but I would think their wide receivers, whoever goes, whether it's Gordon, Dorsett, Edelman, great, great matchup against the this Jet secondary. A Jet secondary that really wasn't challenged last week against the Cowboys because Amari Cooper went out early and Michael Gallup dropped three passes against the Cowboys. Anything else that needs to be said about this game or anything else before we wrap up shop for Absolutely. week number uh, seven? Uh, Tom Brady, start-worthy in this game. He didn't play well last week. I expect him to bounce back against the Jets in primetime. James White, uh, I was talking to my co-host on my on my other podcast, Tom Brawley, and he's like, he's like, you know, Joe, you should just rank James White at 20 every week, and and that's a good spot to rank him. And I, and I, and I kind of agree with him. You could just use him every week because you know he's going to get targets. And with the Patriots' heavy favorites on the road, it is on the road. But with the Patriots' heavy favorites, it is another good spot to use Sony Michelle, who all of a sudden has been getting involved in the passing game. Excellent work again, my friend. I love it. Oh, I should mention, by the way, betonline.ag. If you like what Joe brings to the table, 
You'll love the Even Money Podcast. You combine that knowledge and just start dropping some prop bombs over at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. It's that key. It's that easy. Plus, I have the Podcast 1 Sportsnet Challenge. So you are able to go ahead and get that Podcast 1 Sportsnet Challenge. If I win, I get to put $100 into five of your accounts. But you have to have an account for me to put $100 in. BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. Check out Andrew Brandt, by the way. Speaking of money, our business of football guy, he was on today's episode of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Picks Friday tomorrow. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.